False ego is the subtlest of the subtle elements. Earth is gross. Water is little more subtle. Fire is more subtle than that. Air is more subtle than that. Ether, space, you can't even see it. You can't even taste it. None of your senses can experience it, except through sound. You experience ethers through sound. How subtle is the space? Far subtler even than the air, but subtler than the space is the mind, and then the intelligence. And then comes that ultimate cloud covering of the ego. The ego is the cloud, and all of these other things are the just of different various colors and formations upon that cloud. We cannot even grasp, because the ego is more subtle than our intelligence. What does that mean? That means you cannot grasp or perceive it with your intelligence. You can perceive the symptoms of it. The ego is more subtle than all the gross or subtle senses. So we're dealing with an enemy. We're dealing with a disease that is imperceptible. Just like if you have a tumor in your body, if your whole body is sick, you can understand, you can perceive the symptoms. But if you can't find where the tumor is, what are you going to do for yourself? Therefore, the ego, we understand the symptoms of the false ego within us by everything we do, everything we think, everything we say. We can understand the ego is a very big cloud somewhere. But with our mind, our intelligence, and our senses, we can't find it. We have no power to find exactly how to lift it out. It is only the grace of God that can do this. It is only the power of God which is coming through Guru. It's just like you may not know how to do surgical operation or find your tumor. You have to go to a surgeon. Who knows? So this is the purpose of a spiritual master. Some people think, I don't need a Guru. But it's the first word of their statement means they do. I. I don't need a Guru. I mean, you need a guru, Rats. You don't know who you are. You think, I do need a guru. The fact that you said I means you do need a guru, so you're right. We don't even know who I am. This is why we need guru. We may learn all the shastras very carefully and nicely and preach very well. And we may be able to do nice tapasya. And we may be able to preach to many people. And we may be very, very charitable and very pious and follow the regular principles very strictly. But those are all gross things. The subtle, imperceptible existence of the ego, which is beyond all your senses and beyond your intelligence and mind, is still covering you. And you don't know where it is. That's why you need a guru. Because the guru himself does not teach you how to free yourself from that ego. But Krishna, through the guru, does it for us. As soon as a guru thinks, I am doing, he's no longer a guru. Krishna's doing. Gurudev is doing. In this way, only Krishna can save us. But how? How do we invite Krishna to save us? By striving and making our first priority of life, humility and renunciation. Renunciation doesn't mean simply throwing everything away. Renunciation means becoming humble servant of the servant and giving all credit to Krishna. All credit to the Vaishnavas, the sadhus. All credit to Guru Maharaj. Nothing for me. Let me become invisible instrument in their hands. A devotee naturally wants to be an invisible instrument in the hands of Guru and Krishna. He doesn't even want to be seen for what he's doing. We want to just be invisible. So invisible that they only see Guru and Krishna. They don't even see me. That is our aspiration. But Guru and Krishna, may, they want people to see you. But that is by their endeavor, not by ours. This is Krishna consciousness. This is the actual path back home, back to Godhead. Is to strive for this. You were listening to Radhanath Swami on thesacredconnect.com.